open the schools. Open the schools. But, but what? I'll tell you in just a moment, but first I want to let you know this is Pastor Rick Bowen and this is the Prophetic Angle podcast. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and several others. Okay, here we go. You remember that song, School Days? I had to look it up because I haven't heard it in a while. And I found out it's probably not politically correct, but I'm going to read it to you anyway. School days, school days, dear old golden rule days, reading and writing and arithmetic. Call the three R's. Obviously, they don't all three start with R, but they sound like they do. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Here's the part that's not politically correct, I'm sure. Talk to the tune of the hickory stick. You were my queen in calico, I was your bashful barefoot beau, and you wrote on my slate, I love you, Joe, when we were a couple of kids. Speaking of the kids, that's the big debate today, among many others, should we open the schools? And politics, unfortunately, has gotten involved in just about everything, and it's ruining just about everything, but I'm going to give you my opinion about opening the schools, but I put a conjunction there with a dot, 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 because I think the schools should open, but I have something I want to include as a caution, and I want to do that, first of all, by kind of going back and reminiscing a little bit. I don't want to get too bogged down in this, because you really don't want to hear my life history But you might be interested to know that I'm old enough to be able to share this story with you from what some people might call antiquity. This is a long time ago when I started to school. I I skipped kindergarten, went to nursery school, and then I went to uh, uh, K, uh, not K through 12, but first through 12th grade. And then, of course, I went to college and got some degrees there. And that's a long story. But I'm trying to remember, and I, I cannot remember politics being a part of the curriculum. I cannot remember anything controversial like um, gender identity being taught at the schools or even somehow implied by behavior or example or teachers taking advantage of opportunities to have conversations with kids and sharing with them very controversial issues. Anything pretty much pertaining to sex, because that was left for the parents, especially in the earlier grades. Now, when it came to politics or when it came to American uh, values, Americana, I remember in the probably third and fourth grade watching the launching of some of the rockets from Cape Canaveral and or Cape Kennedy and uh, how we would bring a television into the room and at the appointed time we would gather around the television and it would be a learning opportunity. But we would all feel patriotic in that our 
country was sending a rocket up into space. So I remember that, and I guess some of the other things that might have happened is when John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963 and some of the other tragic things that happened in the 60s, there may have been some awareness of that in the schools, but it wasn't pushed in a political way. It was shown to be a tragedy that all Americans could share. I do remember when I got in the sixth grade that the teacher in one of our classes, I believe it was a literature class, had us read a book and she cautioned us. In the sixth grade, she cautioned us. Now, remember, we're just now in the sixth grade, if I can remember correctly. We're just now close to puberty, if not at puberty, depending upon who it was, of course. But we're beginning to be a little bit aware of sexuality. So the teacher cautioned us as she asked us to read the book by George Orwell, 1984, about a dystopian uh, projection that was fiction at the time that George Orwell shared with the world. And I, I encourage you to read that book today because you'll find many similarities in what's going on in our society. But the reason why the teacher cautioned us was because there were a couple of instances in the book that were for mature audiences. Um, uh, without getting into the details of it, there were a couple of, I guess you could say, sex scenes in the novel that she wanted us to be, quote, adult-like as we read. And, you know, it wasn't anything that could be remotely considered pornographic, but it wasn't Mayberry RFD either. It was uh, too people that were trying to break the law of Big Brother, uh, if you please. Winston was the main character. Okay, moving on. What I'm saying is my schooling and those school days were drastically different from the school days of today. So I say open the schools, but, and I realize some of you homeschool, and that may be an option in fact, I think it is an option that many should consider and have considered and many are doing, and there's a proper way to do that, and I'm not going to take the time to advise how that would be because I'm not, pardon the pun, schooled on all the details of that because I do think children should have a social life too. They should interact with other children. So I think homeschooling is set up where you can get that part of a child's life in their daily routine uh, because of other kids that are homeschooled and networking and so forth. So I'll just leave that right there. So if you already have a homeschooling situation set up and it's working for you, then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and thank God that that works for you. But there are others that that does not work for or they don't know how to do that. Maybe, they're, maybe it's economics, maybe it's uh, their proficiency or their skill set. Maybe it's some other issue that keeps them from that. So they have to go to either a public school or a school outside the home. Could be a, a Christian school if they can afford it. Could be a school with vouchers, a charter school. It's a good thing that our current 
Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos is for school choice. And this is one of the issues I think that's going to be a part of the upcoming election. I think that school choice creates a competition where schools by necessity have to improve uh, not only their teacher, uh, the faculty, the, the staff, the teachers that are at their school, but also the curriculum. They have to improve the various facets of education in their particular school system and their particular local school because of school choice. So that's that's the thing that is not necessarily available for everybody, at least right now, and certainly not everywhere, but it's something that I think some people are encouraging and will probably be part of the reasons why um, people vote one way or the other. You know, that will be one reason they will check into. Here's the but. Here's the but. If your child, and I, I realize there's ages here, so I'm not going to talk about every grade. I'm a pastor. I'm not, again, pardon the pun, schooled in all the different uh, levels of education. But I, I would say that there's a lot of mischief that has gone on, certainly in universities, over the past five decades, if not longer. And because of that, we're seeing some things on the streets that have been being taught, not as history, not as philosophies that some people have held to, but propagandized in our public universities. Uh, Marxism, primarily, and other philosophies of life that are counter to our Christian and biblical worldview, the Judeo-Christian ethic that diametrically oppose the values and traditions that we have had as Christians and as Americans. And now it the cork has come out of the bottle that has been shaken during the coronavirus lockdown and with the murder of George Floyd that was just the the thing that that popped the cork out of the bottle if you please for all the opportunists the anarchists to come out of the woodwork and to begin their nefarious deeds in the cities across the United States of America so that's in the universities and and you may be considering sending your son or daughter to college I encourage you to do a lot of preliminary research to make sure that you know what you're getting into. And I realize, depending upon the vocation they choose to pursue, that to some extent they may be sheltered from some of these ideologies and some of these belief systems. But I think once they go and they live on a campus especially, and they find a set of friends that they identify with, and, and resonate with and feel comfortable with, it's very possible. In fact, I would almost say probable that the opportunity for them to slide off into some system of believing that is not what you thought they held to when they left home, 
not what you taught them for sure. I think that is very likely unless you do a lot of prayer, preliminary um, exploration, and then a lot of oversight throughout the time that they are there at that university. And I realize when kids grow up and become adults that that's, there's a limitation right there. So you just need to be aware of it when you're making your decisions because I believe a lot of people have been turned away from the faith when they have left home, when they have left home. But here is what is important today after I've kind of set the stage. Open the schools, but talking about the elementary schools, K through 12, I still think it's vitally important for you to know what is being taught at your local school. Find out. It's not just reading and writing and arithmetic, the fundamentals of grammar, spelling, you know, how to add two plus two. <laughs> I don't want to be facetious, but anymore, uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if, if a kid comes home one day and says, you know, two plus two is not necessarily four because some of the things they are learning uh, in the classroom or in the school at some way, either conversation, uh, extracurricular activities, electives, or just right in the classroom, the teacher taking liberty to uh, come against the president, to come against the American system, to, to twist history up, or to spin it in a way that's not positive and not patriotic at a time when kids are very impressionable, or even to look for opportunities, whether on purpose or unwittingly, to share the societal maladies of the day, uh, gender dysphoria, getting into the nuances of that, getting into the uh, difficulties of children growing up in broken homes where, or in some instances where they have a view of themselves that is developing. Maybe there's nothing really to it, but because of the society today, they're being encouraged to pursue certain lifestyles. There's even the puberty blockers that are being used by some parents to block puberty so that the child can have an opportunity to decide what gender he or she is going to be. Even if he is already a he and she is already a she, obviously they, they are one or the other. But there's a lot of mealy mouth, murky, mushy, muddy... Um, thinking that's going on and it's getting into the elementary schools. Now, I, ha I have to say this very quickly because I don't want you to quote me. I don't want you to go down to your school and say, my pastor said or Pastor Rick said that you're teaching this. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you need to make sure you know what is being taught. And the only way you can do that is by uh, having conversations with the teacher with the principal, reading and finding out about the school, making sure by paying attention to your children when they come home from school, what they picked up 
that Monday or that Wednesday. Uh, if they ask questions that are provocative or insightful or revealing about issues that you do not intend for them to be learning in that school, you need to find out where the root is and in some cases pull it up by the root. Uh, that may be in some very, very difficult cases uh, finding another school, but it may also mean a conversation with a teacher where you say, look, little Billy is not going to be taught this in school. I don't want to hear that he is being taught this. I just want to make it plain. I'm a Christian. We teach little Billy such and such, and that's what I expect. Now, I'm thinking of something kind of kind of funny right now, and I'm going to have to wrap, wrap this up, open the schools, but I think you're starting to get the point. You need to be engaged with your children and with the school they're going to. If possible, do lots of preliminary um, research about the school, lots of preliminary conversation, but you ha need to have an ongoing conversation. When I was a little boy and we moved from Arkansas to New Jersey, I actually got in trouble. This will show you um, in a very odd way how uh, children can go to school and there can be something happening that needs to be addressed. And I actually got in trouble because I was taught by my parents to use manners, being from the South, not, not that Northerners don't use manners, but there's certain things that happen in certain regions of the country. And it just so happened that in the school I was in, at least the teacher I had, thought when I said, yes, ma'am, that I was being a smart aleck. And she called me down for it, and my parents found out about it. My mother said, we taught him to say that. So she realized, you know, I wasn't being uh, smart, smarting off to her. Um, I was just trying to be polite. So now that's obviously an entirely different thing, but it shows you how my parents were engaged with um, some of the controversies, even though that might be minor compared to what's going on today, that went on with me at school. Also, if I got in trouble at school for doing something I shouldn't have done, I'd get in trouble at home too. Uh, I wasn't defended when I was wrong. My parents would correct me and they would stand beside the teacher, you know, provided the teacher didn't go um, overboard with the way they tried to correct me, obviously. And I won't get into all the, the uh, discussion on that. My point is you need to be engaged. So if you're going to send your child to school, they need, they need to be educated. They need reading, writing, arithmetic, and other uh, lessons, other uh, subjects. They need uh, to be socialized. They need to learn how to get along with other people. They need to learn discipline. They need to learn authority. They need to develop uh, physically. They need to uh, take what they've learned spiritually and put it into practice in the real world uh, as much as possible. Um, and that requires a lot of judgment based on the, the incremental growth of the child, the age of the child, the maturity of the child, and the culture and, and the society and the season 
So there's all kinds of criteria for making these judgments. I'm not trying to make any judgments for you. I'm just saying, above all, make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you know what little Billy is learning or little Jane is learning. Make sure you pay close attention to your child as they develop and they grow, what's the, what they're bringing home from school, and make sure you go to the meetings. Uh, you may have to arrange personal meetings sometimes, and be sure and pray. So, yeah. Now, oh, I didn't mention anything about the virus, did I? Well, <laughs> um, I'm not personally for kids having to wear masks all day. So that's an issue that is going to have to maybe be addressed in a different episode because it would take a long time to get into all the ins and outs of that. That's my personal view on that. If you're okay with it and it works for you on this video, or this is not a video, I have a YouTube video, so I'm kind of getting mixed up here. Um, on this episode, I'm not going to address that because it would require me uh, giving a lot of other information. But, you know, that's up to you. I'm talking about the morality and the things they learn and things of that nature. And I, and I do think that you want them to be healthy. So you, you may think they're healthier with the mask and you may think they're are more likely to be healthy without it. Uh, so that, like I said, that's another episode. I'm not getting into that right now. I do have a strong opinion of that. So be sure you know what you're doing with your child and you know what they are doing. I, I just heard uh, about 15 doctors weigh in on how the kids can go back to school and how um, they can take a preventative medicine that in these doctors' opinion would, if, if, if they have a comorbidity or if they have reason to believe that they're vulnerable, would prevent them more than likely from contracting COVID-19. And again, that would be another video, but you can find it on Breitbart uh, website, I think. And it was very informative, and these doctors were emphatic about how the kids can go back to school and if need be they can take this medicine so you, you're welcome to go there and look at that for yourself but there's other reasons why those kids should be in school besides just education you know their psychology their sociology um, and the pragmatic aspect of their spirituality you know applying their uh, christian faith in a real world situation so again, if you can homeschool, fine. If you can go to Christian school, fine. If you can afford it. But if they have to go to public school, especially, or even a Christian school, stay engaged. I think I'm going to close it right there. I don't want to ramble on, but let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, help my friends to make good decisions this year under your leadership for the sake of their children and for the sake of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen.